What up, people? Schulte here, and you guys are about to listen to a clip from our weekly Patreon episode. If you want to sign up to our Patreon, support the flagrancy, support what we are doing, completely uncensored, flagrant content, you go to patreon.com slash flagrant2. With no more interruptions, here is the exclusive clip. So are we going to talk about Chappelle's special or what? We were talking about this before, and it is a, a tricky one. And I know I'm going to seem like a complete hypocrite because I guess I've been quite critical of past ones. But I, I, for whatever reason, maybe I'm growing. I'm becoming a better person or something like that. But I do feel difficult uh, difficulty in um, being critical of a stand-up's work when they're doing stand-up. Yeah. If you're a stand-up that is moonlighting as a late-night TV host and you're putting out corny shit, it's like, okay, that's not what it is. But if it is your art and that is your thing, I understand the vulnerability of putting something out and having the world be able to criticize it. Mm -hmm. That is a vulnerable thing. Yeah. I'm sure musicians feel this way when they put it out. I'm not a fucking musician, so I don't really care as much about the thing, but I do care a lot about stand-up. Yeah. So it's tricky to come out here and be like, oh, let's criticize... Yeah. You know, the greatest working comedian. Right. right. Um, so I want to start out with like some praise yeah. for it. Uh, I think he is, and I've said this on the podcast before, the greatest storyteller that I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. It's fucking unbelievable. The, yeah. the story at the end, if you're watching the special and then you maybe you don't like it or something like that, and you halfway through, you turn off, you're missing out on the greatest part of the special, in my opinion, yes. which is the final story that he tells. Unbelievable. It's probably 10 minutes, maybe even yeah. more. Like, yeah. And it is masterful. Yeah. Like playing with energy, like using comedy as a tool to drive the story. It's, re- it's really genius. It's almost like stand-up is just this tool he has in the shed. Right. And he's choosing to use it during the storytelling right when he needs to to keep yeah. pushing the story on, you right. know? I always think about like, um, remember those like crews in USA, the race car game? Yeah. You got to pass the checkpoint to get a little more time. Right. Like using uh, the, the jokes right. as that pass the checkpoints, so you can drive the story that we're really curious to hear like what happens. Yeah. Like. It's a fucking beautiful story. And not only is it beautiful, it's like strategic and like pointed and yeah. really executes the exact thing that he's trying to say throughout the special. It right. was masterful. Right. Uh, I, I mean, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. What did you guys think about at least that section? That story? was incredible. I do wish he ended it right, like, 90 seconds earlier, the special. If he ended it 90 seconds earlier, I thought it would have been fucking perfect. On the line that says... Yes. Yeah, I mean, we're going to give it up. We're going to assume everybody's seen it by now, and if you haven't seen it, it's okay, you'll still enjoy But on the line that's like, uh, and I want to have that conversation with him, I knew your father, and he was a great woman, or something like that. I mean, that is... That's the perfect ending. Drop the mic, baby! That shit is fire, dog. I mean, it would have been the fucking... Like, his Emmett Till ending in Equanimity, when he told the Emmett Till story, was yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This would have been even better. Yeah. I wish he ended it right there. It's still so good. Good call. Good but call. I wish he ended it right there. Yeah, yeah. and, and I guess maybe he had another point that he wants to drive home. Yes. And, like, yeah, I'm doing this for my people or something yeah. like that. Or I don't, you know, but, like, as a pure storytelling mm. finale, that mm. is the final point. Fucking perfect. Maybe he felt he had to round out the whole piece yeah. to add more. But like for me, yeah. that's the metaphor for the whole piece. Yes, exactly. like I could love you even though maybe you and I disagree on some shit. And I'm yes. still going to say some jokes. And they're still going to be funny yes. even though I really fucks with you. Yes, That'd be hilarious if he did not set up that fun for the kid. 
<laughs> like that. Like, that I would respect it more. Okay? Yeah, I'd respect it more. Joke. This kid is just tweeting like, "Where's his phone? <laughs> I'm 21, Dave. Where you at?" <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Okay, um, your guys' thoughts on the final story? Um, just off that point, I agree with you. I wish he did mic drop right there, but I understand why he included that last thing. Because what do you think? I just kind of feel in his head, he is really taking some shots at this. Like, he feels like he's taking some, I think, I'm assuming, I think he's taking, like, oh, I'm taking some career-ending possible shots. Like, I'm really going at um, the trans. I'm really going at Jews. He's like, hey, I need to let you people know. Like, I got to explain it to you, the reason why I did this. Uh, and I think he needed that just so it's like, yo, if you had to attack me, this is the reason. If, it's if you protection. Yes, if you didn't get it throughout the special, it's like, yeah. This is it. I think if you couldn't see the humanity of Dave in that story in and of itself, you're you're the problem. Yes, people are dumb. Sure, there's some. I also he gave you two endings. Yes, he gave you the smart artistic ending, and then he gave you the the dumb Twitter ending. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like if you didn't get that, I'm gonna make this very easy for you to get. Right. The fun thing about art is you leave it open to interpretation. But and that's the issue, the, scary thing. the issue with cancellation is that it's open to interpretation. Yeah. What do you really mean by it? Yeah, yeah. Do we yeah, let yeah. him live or do we fucking kill him? Like, okay, what were your thoughts on so just I, the story? The I didn't story. see the whole thing, but I saw oh, the, right, I saw right. the story live when we were in Austin. Yes, so and, you can't speak on that. Yeah. But so and it was cool. I really enjoyed it, and like I actually was like misdirected by the ending. Yeah. Like I, w- I didn't actually see how it was gonna go, and it seems sort of like a return to form for him based yeah. off of like his previous specials. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I guess like his set in general that night, and it was a lot more polished than the night that we had seen. We had yeah. seen him, is what I was saying. So I was like, I'm happy to see that he's taking that turn, and I'm pretty sure this is his last special yeah, with Netflix, that. right? Uh, for or, a while, or he like said. his last of like the deal. Yeah, is I that, thought he only had to do like three for the deal. I'm sure he no, got more, and the then deal. he re-upped again, maybe. Yeah, I'm sure he got and then, But else. yeah, I think he can keep re-upping whenever yeah. he wants. It, it, it's not like um, the way he phrased it. This is my last special period. No, he said for no. A while. He said for a while. He oh, said so that up top. Said for yeah. a while, and then he also said, uh, "I'm not talking about you guys anymore." Yeah, like I'm the trans done. community, I'm LGBT never talking about this community, again. and like, and that was yeah. after which I wish you also just leave it like you just left it so beautifully. But my one pushback on the kind of um, covering his own ass, who who how, you can't cancel Dave Chappelle. He doesn't want to be in your movies. Mm. He is his stand up will always be worth forty million dollars a pop. He's worth nine figures. He has Chappelle show that he owns now, and he can get the fucking whatever residuals, whatever it's called, for, forever. Yeah. So he, you can't cancel Dave Chappelle. He doesn't need your new opportunities. But he wants to drink in bars in Michigan without being bothered. <laughs> so he, I mean, he, he has a problem uh, yeah. drinking in bars in general, I think. Yeah. So I think one of his friends <laughs> needs to talk to him. I'm just saying, every person can be canceled depending on how you look at cancellation. Like, say if he actually does want to put out a special again, and say if he gets... So much pushback from the Jewish community and the uh, trans community, trans community, LGBT, yeah, whatever. I, I, yeah, I, I think it's. I, 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 okay, so Akash is speaking more towards cancellation in terms of opportunity, financial industry, yeah. and you and him probably have different perspectives. You, that's enough money, but you can't decide how much uh, is enough money to someone else. 
he may believe that he wants to make $500 million and donate 200 fucking million to uh, the Dead Poets Society for whatever yeah. it is. But just, just, to, just to finish the point. So, and he's allowed to have that feeling yeah. as well, even though that's enough money for you. And maybe when you get there, you'll decide, well, I'd like some more money too, and I want to continue this. I think, it's not about, <laughs> I think it's not about money. I think it's about uh, lifestyle. And I think he is a comedian. He cares about what people think of him. Yes. It's very important. We all do, what, yeah. As we all do, right? Yeah. Like, if we knew who we were and we felt validated every single day, we wouldn't go up in front of strangers and try to tell them to validate us through yeah. laughter, right? Like, so... I think it is painful, I'd imagine it is painful for someone who cares about what people think of him to think of him as something that he does not identify as. Mm. So if he's walking around all day going, these people think I hate gays, they think I'm homophobic, they think I'm transphobic, that's probably way more painful than not being able to be in the next Paramount movie. Right, okay. So that, I think, is the thing. That's the impetus for the other. Yeah. But you're 100% right seconds, in terms yeah. of like... The industry can't withhold anything from him. Him specifically. Specifically. And I didn't even just mean financially. I meant opportunity-wise. Like right. He's not a hundred millionaire off of movies or TV shows that you wrote for him. Right. He wrote one himself, and then he puts out his own right. stand-up. And like, opportunity-wise, he's, I think, but, yeah. but that makes a lot of sense. The emotional like, cost. And he's a sensitive, and I don't mean that in a negative way. He's a dude that's like empathetic and like a human. Thoughtful. He's thoughtful. He's a very thoughtful guy. All right, guys, we're going to take a break from this exclusive Patreon clip that you can find at patreon.com slash flagrant2 because I got to tell you about the best boner pills in the business and it's Blue Chew. I'm telling you right now, there's no reason you shouldn't be ready for action at any point in time. You got a side chick. You got a main chick. You got a wife. You got an ex-wife. It doesn't matter who it is. You should be ready to go and blow backs out and you're going to do that with the Blue Chew. And you know what else you're going to do? You're going to do it for free. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping when you go to bluechew.com, okay? Use the promo code ANDREW. You're going to get it for free. Just pay the $5 shipping. The best dick you ever had in your life. These ladies deserve it. Ladies, if you're watching right now, you deserve it, okay? Get your man on it ASAP. Bluechew.com, promo code ANDREW. Now let's get back to this exclusive Patreon yeah, but yo, this is actually, I think this is good. Like if we go make fun of everybody, if we're really going to do that thing where we sit here and we go, we make fun of everybody. Yeah. We can't just make fun of the people that can't do something for us. Yeah. And then the people that can do something for us, we're like, oh, we got to be polite. Everybody got to get these jokes, yeah. bro. And yeah. I hate saying you can't punch down, but I also hate not punching up. Yeah. Like if you say, yeah, we, we're like, yo, fuck that punching down. You can't punch down shit. But then if you're scared to punch up, you ain't shit either. It was funny that the last joke about the punch down, I think I was talking to Mark about this. This was like maybe last week. I think I was talking to you about this. But I was like, with the punching down thing. And I was like, uh, was it you or maybe it was somebody else? But like, I, I, I had thought about the same thing. Like, I don't like the concept of punching down because yeah. you make me, you're basically like, I think less of everyone. Yeah. Like, you can't remember when we were dealing with like some notes process. And they're like, I think, we yeah, said I that think here. we've had this exact conversation. Yeah, yeah, okay, we have said it here. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah right. I always hate that because it's like, no, you're placing them beneath you. Yeah. I don't see it that way. I see me punching somebody that's equal to me. You yeah. decide they're beneath you. That reflects your yeah. own bias. And yeah. it also creates a social hierarchy of yes. social oppression. It's yeah. Like, well, who's below what? Mm -hmm. But look, they're going to take it on the chin. I'm going to fucking take it. Everybody's going to take it on the chin. I think once you start to realize that and feel that, there is like a safety and security built out there. Right. And maybe that's the shitty thing about like being able to yank a joke out of a special. Yeah. It's like, you're just like, oh, you see this joke he made about Asians? It's like... Were you listening to the joke he made about the Puerto Ricans five minutes before and the joke yeah. he made about the Jews seven minutes after? Like, 
once you understand the context, not of the joke itself, the joke itself could be hateful. Yeah. But the context of the whole piece. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, I get what we're doing here. Yeah. And and that's why roasts nobody cares about. Right. Because you walk into the roast going, we're going to be hurtful for fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. The comedy special, you walk in going, this is just going to be a great old time. We're going to laugh. Yeah. So maybe we should like start the, the like. The a in- disclaimer or like call the special roast for fun or like just fucking. When you walk in, this is the deal. Yeah. Everybody gets these well, jokes. I do that at the top of every show. I try to. Like yeah. I'll say like we all laugh at fucked up jokes. Like we need this. Like we're all yeah. going to laugh at fucked up things. That's the yeah. best. Yeah. I'm just trying to make you guys laugh. I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings. I am trying to make a point in terms of like a political statement. Yeah. I'm not trying to do it at the expense of other people. So if you feel that I am, you misinterpret me. And he probably feels that he could have done a better job than telling me earlier. Mm. But I think he, he needed to add that caveat more for himself. Right. So people know he He had another caveat that I typically think is bullshit, but I believe this one where he was like, if you listen to everything I've said on every special about trans people, I do not, I'm not complaining about trans people or something. He said, I'm complaining about white people. Yeah. And if you think about all this shit he's saying, it's like, oh, I see what he means with like the entitlement, the white entitlement that comes from the white trans people who tend to be complaining, who tend to get heard the most, et cetera. It's like, oh, I actually believe that when he says this is about white people and not trans people. And I think that he's using trans people as an example or gay people as an example of what black people can't do. Yes. Right? So he's just juxtaposing the black experience and this other oppressed group's experience and going, yo, why can't we get motherfuckers out of here like this? And he said that. I'm not transphobic. I'm jealous yeah, of how yeah, effective yeah. your movement has been and how we're stuck here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how'd yeah. you guys already get ahead of us? Now, do you believe that that is the sentiment or do you think that that is convenient logic to... Probably a little bit of both. Maybe. It probably starts yeah. off a certain way and then as you get hatred, as a human being would, as people start telling you you're a piece of shit, you're yeah, like, yeah. you know what? Fuck them. And then you also start using their rules against them. Yeah. It's like, it's that's, like that's they're the like, the that's the G. Like, he's a master, and I mean this in the best possible way, like, manipulator. And as a comedian, you do have to manipulate the emotions of an audience, right? Yeah. Even to induce laughter. But, like, that was masterful. It's like, oh, you set the rules as don't punch down? I'm going to convince you we're below y'all. Mm-hmm. You better not bully me. Yeah, you yeah, see yeah. what you did to your own? You got your I own off in themselves it. from yeah. bullying. Right. The uh, feminist movement. He's like, he's like, hey, this is the feminist. Is, hey, you just uh, want women to be equal. But yeah. then you wouldn't allow the black feminists to speak at whatever movement or whatever. Uh, yeah. So it's like, he, it's like, even for a movement that's about women, you're still putting black women below. And I, I think he added that point so he didn't make his final. Right, 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 right. Mm. It was cool, man. Like, look, you know that there's always going to be a reaction to a Chappelle special, which is, uh, well, I I didn't laugh as much as I thought I would laugh or something like that. Like, that seems to be like a lot of the reaction. I think, Al, you brought up a really good point before, which is basically like, you're just comparing it to other Chappelle specials. Yeah. And and you brought up the the Drake uh, analogy. Say that. I thought this was really poignant. So, um, let's surf our little boy. People are saying this is not one of Drake's best albums yeah. because they're comparing it to Drake's other albums. And it's like, your best work is going to come in the beginning because it's like, yeah, that's yeah. a lifetime of thoughts that you want to get out. Yeah. And now you're having like, 
two years to put together a special, but at the same time, his quality of work is still so beyond everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still good. Yeah, it's not a bad album. And, and like, would it be? Would Drake's album be the best the baby album ever? Yes. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you were, yeah, if, if the baby put out Drake's shit right here, you'd be like, oh my god, this is the yeah. most amazing one. So yeah. he is competing with himself in that regard. So. That and and even more so with comedy. Yeah. Who has it for 20 years? Chris Rock's last special was his worst special. Mm. Tambourine mm. had some beautiful moments. Slow as fuck the first half hour. Gotcha. Who is still funny? Bill Burr is the one guy I can think of who's been doing it 20 years. Yeah. And he's still so strong. But even then, I think it's a fame thing where you're so famous, you're just performing for your fucking like, sycophants or whatever, your yeah. fanatics, and they're going to laugh at everything. So you don't necessarily get to hone and craft and whatever and it's this superstar level where it's like that's not sustainable for most comics yeah you always hit a plateau and he doesn't seem like at least to me maybe i can't tell but it doesn't seem like he's performing for his fans like he it seems like he's hey i'm going up there for myself and this is the shit i want to get off mm. like this this is shit that's bothering me so i'm gonna talk about it even if you dislike the fact that i'm talking about trans in the last three specials it's like this shit still bothers me so i'm talking about Mm. Yeah, so I kind of respect that. That's more artistic to me than like, oh, huh. let me just focus on the big political things that are going on at the moment. Yeah, like talk about the shit it. you care about. Yeah, huh. yeah. That's, that's the weird thing with Chappelle as far as like performing for his fans. Is I feel like if you're a comedy fan, you're probably a Chappelle fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not really like music where you're like, oh, I don't listen to that. I only like this. I only like that. Like yeah. most people that are fans of like comedy nerds, they're like, oh yeah, I'll go watch Chappelle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's legendary in that. And stuff. it was good to see him doing comedy again. Yeah, yeah. Unforgiven and all that other shit. I was like, jokes. Yeah. Yep, first half, first half was jokes. I do think it's probably harder, though, for him to get the same type of, like, laughs per minute into jokes that he might have had previously in his career simply because he's getting a much bigger reaction off of less funny jokes by proxy of his fame. Like that, that, that's just like, so it's not even his fault. It's like where maybe he was younger, he would, it would be like tag, tag, tag. Yeah. Another misdirect, another misdirect, keep building, keep building. And like now he's getting huge explosion off of premise. Yeah. You know, punchline. And I think that that is the nature of fame. And maybe that's why he's gone and like put time into developing these stories. Mm. Right. Because that's something that doesn't change no matter right. who's watching. Right. Right. It's like, I'm going to build out this other thing. I already getting this huge pop off of this one idea that maybe 10 years ago, I'd have to drive a bunch more punchlines in and really do it. But I can execute the exact point I want and get the intended reaction way quicker. Right. Let me develop these stories and make these stories have these crazy arcs and like beautiful things. That's something I can actually do despite how much the fans love me, appreciate me. Right. Etc. And, and in my opinion, I feel like that's a bigger flex because I see it with you guys. It's like uh, you're able to stretch out a story and fit in jokes whenever you feel. Like you fit in little uh, pops yeah, yeah. when you feel, and you can go like a cheap pop, or yeah. it's like, oh no, I give you a poignant pop. Yeah, and yeah. so when you get when you're operating on that level, um, I think it's harder for him. It's like, hey, how long can I get this story <laughs> and still keep you engaged? Yeah, like that's the yeah, flex yeah. for him because yeah, he, yeah. if he wants to make you laugh, he can make you laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you wanted to just make people laugh on cheap shit, just make them rolling laughter, you yeah. can do cheap jokes throughout the whole set. Right. But you pride yourself and be like, no, 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 I want to send a message between these jokes. And that, to me, is like... It's harder. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. So when you're operating at that level, it's like I'm not going to knock what he's doing because I think he's doing it for himself. So what do you say to the person that's not familiar with Chappelle's early work, but sees Chappelle and and assumes that this is the greatest comic alive because that's what they're hearing all the time. Right. But they just enter this stage of his career. Is it similar to what I probably went through with Carlin where like I was told he's the greatest and then I watched the later work and I'm like, man, this guy's really smart. He's saying like really thoughtful fucking things, but like I'm not, I'm not laughing, dying laughing, yeah. but I recognize he's a really smart guy and, yeah. and I recognize everything. Great writer. The, the, the writing's great. The observations are really brilliant, but like I'm not dying laughing the same way I'm dying from watching David Tell yeah. or, or watching Eddie Murphy, Chris Eddie, Rock, whoever. You know what I'm saying? Like, so what, what do, what do you say? To somebody, because it's hard for me, because I'm as a comic, like I, it's hard for me to remove it. But what do you say to that person? Like if my girl watches or something like that. I feel like with most art, like music or even even food, it's like you have to uh, you get in on the easy stuff, yeah. and then once you realize that that stuff is easy, you appreciate the hard stuff more. Uh, so it's like for somebody who just gets into Chicago now, I'm gonna tell them, no, go back. Go back start from the beginning because you can't appreciate now unless you go back earlier. The other yeah. tricky thing about everything, art, sports, whatever, it always moves forward. Very mm. few things age well. If you go watch Wilt Chamberlain highlights right now, you'd be like, <laughs> this is the fucking guy? This is the guy we're talking about. Shaq would body this motherfucker anywhere. That's just the nature of how these guys push everything forward. Yeah. Jay-Z said it to Lil Wayne and uh, the Carter. He said, go, yo, go farther, go further, go harder. Is that not what we came? If not, then why bother? That's it. Uh. Chappelle pushed the envelope so the next great guy can push it further. And Chappelle got there because Rock and Pryor and whoever else, right. they all pushed it further. You watch Pryor now, it's funny. It's not changing the world, but you don't realize... Comedy wasn't like that until him. But what are you saying to the fan that's catching the end of the journey, not the beginning? And their reaction to the end uh, is based on a, a wealth of knowledge or lack thereof of Chappelle, right? Like, yeah. you've only seen maybe two specials, and you're yeah. like, everybody keeps telling me this is the funniest guy that's alive, but yeah. I'm not laughing as much as... I would just tell them to start from the beginning and know that they might not get it because it just always evolves. In the same way, your dad tells you uh, Bill Russell is the greatest yeah, basketball yeah. player of all time yeah, because yeah. he changed the way defense was played. Yeah, yeah. And if you watch Bill Russell, you'd be like, all right, that's, that's just the way the world moves. Yeah, right. you just gotta accept that some people aren't ready for it. Like, I'm not, my eyes aren't as developed watching comedy as your guys' eyes. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, maybe cheaper jokes might be funnier to me than they are to you. Yeah. You're like, ah, that was so easy. But I don't like, think that me, Chappelle's like, early stuff was cheap. No, I'm That's saying right, yeah. the way he did comedy was like, oh, I know the best way to get a laugh. And it's like, even though I'm still making uh, smart observations, like the laughs are quicker. So it's like, you don't, he didn't, what uh, he, he does, didn't take a long story to make you laugh. What he does with the trans story, level of difficulty, I, even though I fucking love Killing Them Softly, maybe my favorite special. The level of difficulty in the trans story is higher than anything in Killing Himself. Yeah, but to me, the trans story wasn't great because it was funny. It was just a beautiful story. Yeah. Imagine if you didn't laugh at all. You would have been like, this He's such an amazing storyteller. I mean this sincerely. And I knew going into it, I've said this my, as long as you've known me, I've said he is the greatest public speaker alive. Okay, but the last time he put out a, a public announcement, you're like, this is a comedy. Shitty story. 
Shitty story. Nah, story was good. Three card Monty was a good story. No, I he's just, talking about George Floyd. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shit, he just threw out on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, yeah. he did the three card Monty thing after, but yeah, I see. But, yeah, that oh, was I'm also. Sorry, I thought you were talking about the short, the George Floyd but, thing. No, I'm just saying, like, if there's no jokes in between, I can see you knocking it because you know him as a stand up. And like, hey, where are the jokes? I could, I, I would be critical if it was called a stand up piece, I guess, but like, in terms of actual just storytelling, like, I looked at that story like I was watching The Moth. I don't know if you guys remember that. Mm-hmm. But I, I was watching The Moth and I was like, oh, this is the greatest piece that's ever been said on The Moth. Like, this is. I could watch that no matter what. It, it, it was so brilliant. I remove it from any category. I just go, here is content to watch. It's a, it could be a TED Talk. Fucking amazing. Like, it doesn't matter what it was. It was just so great. I guess I'm just trying to understand, like, the new eyes. Like, if someone who doesn't really know Chappelle that much, like, and then they start watching a special and they don't laugh as much, what do, what do I say to them? Do I go... I don't know. What do you think, Mark? Like, I mean, comedy is unique because you're not only consuming the art in like its fundamental level. You're consuming the person as well. Yeah, Whereas yeah. like with music, you're kind of just you can can just consume like, oh, this is a song I heard. But like with comedy, it's so intrinsic to the person that's saying it that it kind of requires having context of that person insofar as they require that you know them. And Chappelle is so intimate when he speaks. It's like especially at this stage in his career, it's like, yeah, you yeah. are kind of required to know him as a person to really truly appreciate what he's doing at this point. His early stuff, you didn't need to know him, and he knew that because he was unknown. So are they wrong to say that it isn't as joke-dense or funny as other comedians that they're familiar with? I don't think it's wrong. Like, if, if my girl says that to me, I can't go... You're wrong. I'm not in an objective sense, but if you judge him and say he's not as good as a comic holistically that, than other comics, I think it's just a hasty judgment. That I think I think that the knee jerk reaction is often like it was really it was like really interesting. I just didn't laugh that much with this stuff. And 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 what I try to tell people, I'm like, I, I don't. Even, I did this with I think uh, Patrice put out Mr. P. Yeah, and it was an audio album, and I was sitting in a car with a friend, and he was watching it, or he was listening to it. We're just listening together, and he like really wasn't laughing. And then I was, and I told him before, I was like, "This is the greatest ever." Yeah, and I realized I might have not even laughed that much, but I oh, was just I so in love. Multiple times, sure. Yeah. There, but then that's not the point I'm trying to make. I was just so in love with the guy and his viewpoints and his thought process and how he creates a joke and where he creates Mister X because you know him because I know him. And this new guy is like, yeah, he had some really good ideas and there were some funny moments. I laughed. But it was that moment I was like, oh, shit, have I been mesmerized? Does somebody have to like, uh, have I been hypnotized? Does somebody have to shake me out of it? No, it's not hypnosis. It's just. But it's a little bit. It's a little bit of that. But at the same time, it is hard, though, because like Drake's early albums, we love them because he just put out bangers. He's like, how can I put a bunch of bangers on one album? Now he's focused on like. Yo, I'm gonna tell you about just a story about some girl I used to fuck and how yeah. she wanted money and shit like that. Like here it is. He's doing it more for him. Here it is. No, no, you just hit it. You just hit it. It is. It is. It is this. Remember when nobody knew you and you had to go on stage? You, you had to prove yourself every time. You had to prove yourself every time. So of course, in that stage of your career, the jokes are going to be crafted in a way that if someone's experiencing you for the first time. They're going to enjoy it the most. Exactly. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're the funniest, but the jokes are going to speak 
to things greater than just maybe your experience. And they're complete. And, and, yeah. Exactly, right? So and yeah, you're going to be, be... I got to prove it every 10 seconds. Otherwise, they might not realize I'm funny. I got to... Every time, bang, 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 bang. It's specifically yeah. crafted to the person who doesn't know you. Yeah. As you develop, the specials are specifically crafted to the people that do because oftentimes that is more interesting mm. to the people that really love you. They want to know about your experience, what the fuck you've been through. Like when Richard Pryor lit himself on fire, we're like, fam, tell us why you were on fire. Yeah. Like, and you've yeah. also evolved as a person and you're aware of your prior body of work. And like, mm. like comedians' careers are, are holistic in that way. Like Game of Thrones, like someone watches season five and they're like, oh, I didn't like it. It's like, yeah, you joined at the middle of the, of the yeah. show.